Hail and welcome to A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. My name is Margot, and I will be your conductor today on a magical trip to the sun. <laughs> Listen to the cheese. Uh, I'm just, I just fully channeled the magic school bus there, so I hope you either smiled or cringed. But yes, we are revisiting the Daily Magic series, this episode moving forward into Sunday Magic, as well as Sun Magic, as Sundays are ruled by the sun. But first, I want to talk about some events happening, some goings-ons. And the first is Mercury Retrograde which starts today uh, as this podcast podcast as this podcast is released on uh, Friday mornings. So uh, as of Friday 421, we are starting a new Mercury retrograde immediately following a very busy Thursday, which included a solar eclipse, the new moon in Aries, and the beginning of Taurus season. I am a Taurus sign as well as an Aries rising. So if you noticed any commotion, that was just me blasting off into space. So Mercury retrograde, as I've said before, uh, I am no astrological expert and I typically ask my good friends over at Two Geminis and a Leo for the nitty gritty on most things like this. So I'm just going to give you the quick and the simple of it. Mercury retrograde is a phenomenon that occurs several times each year when the planet Mercury appears to be moving backwards in its orbit relative to Earth. This movement is an optical illusion caused by the differences in orbits of the two planets, but it can have a significant impact on our lives. During Mercury retrograde, communication, technology, travel, and decision-making can be all affected in various ways, and this can manifest in misunderstandings, delays, technical glitches, and general confusion. Astrologically, the planet Mercury is associated with communication, information, and technology, so when it appears to be moving backwards, it is thought to create disruptions and miscommunications in these areas. And it is also believed that this is a time when we should avoid making major decisions or signing contracts, as things may not be as they appear to us and clarity is stretched a little too thin. Instead, it's best to use this time to reflect, review, and revise our plans and ideas. By being mindful of the potential challenges that can arise during Mercury retrograde, we can work with the energy of this time and make the most of it for our personal and spiritual growth. So this Mercury backtrack is expected to initiate a three-week period of reflection and review, especially in the areas of income and finances, material possessions, and core values. It's a really great time to focus on activities like reevaluating budgets uh, and outlining some financial goals for the future. It doesn't necessarily mean we won't struggle or stumble in these areas. However, sometimes no amount of planning can prevent an occasional hiccup. So we'll just have to learn to go with the flow and accept these as learning experiences as they come. Good luck to us all. (laughs) Okay. And finally, before I start with today's topic, I want to talk again about the Jim and Jupe tour. Uh, At the time of my recording this, we are dead smack in the middle of the two tour weekends. The first weekend was an amazing time and both shows were so much fun. Uh, And this weekend, we are looking forward to a 4 p.m. start paranormal night themed show in Nyack, New York on Saturday the 22nd and a 6 p.m. prom night themed show in Moncton, Maryland on Sunday the 23rd. Uh, It's been such a great time helping out with the tour and getting to be a part of the fun and I look forward to meeting more amazing people at the next two shows. Go to anahatispurpose.com slash tour to get more information and scoop up some tickets if you think you'd like to go. Okay, 
So in the Daily Magic series, we have made it to Sunday. And since it is ruled by the sun, we're also going to be talking about sun magic. Sun magic is a form of magic that is closely associated with the energy and symbolism of the sun. The sun is a powerful source of energy, light, and warmth, and has been revered as a symbol of life and vitality in many cultures throughout history. Sun magic involves working with this powerful energy to harness its power and influence in various areas of your life, including personal growth, happiness, success, protection, prosperity, abundance, and healing, and general well-being. This type of magic can be practiced in many ways, including through meditation, ritual, and visualization. Sunday magic, on the other hand, is a type of magic that is specifically connected to the day of the week known as Sunday. In many cultures, Sunday is considered a day of rest and renewal and is associated with the sun and the elements of fire. Sunday magic involves working with the energy of this day to tap into the power of the sun and the fire element and to manifest your desires and intentions. This can be done through rituals, spells, and other practices that are aligned with the energy of Sunday. Some common practices associated with sun magic and Sunday magic include working with crystals and gemstones that are associated with the sun and the fire element, such as citrine, amber, or sunstone. Other practices include working with herbs and plants that are associated with these energies, such as cinnamon, ginger, and sunflower. Additionally, visualization and meditation practices that focus on the sun and the energy of fire can be effective ways to tap into these energies and work with them in your magical practice. By incorporating these practices into your spiritual routine, you can harness the power of the sun and the fire element to manifest your desires and achieve your goals. So let's start with the sun, the day star, our sun, our 4.5 billion year old yellow dwarf star. The sun is a massive luminous star at the center of our solar system, which radiates outwards and sustains all life on Earth, as we know, providing warmth, light, and energy for photosynthesis. Despite its immense size and importance, of course, the sun is just one of the billions of stars in the Milky Way galaxy, and its ultimate fate is to exhaust its nuclear fuel and eventually expand into a red giant before collapsing into a white dwarf. As Earth's constant orbit results in the sun's position moving in the sky, we mark the seasons by its changes. And for ancients, watching the sun was the method for counting and timekeeping. And today we celebrate holidays and the passages of time as marked by the sun's solstices and equinox, just as those ancient timekeepers did. In astrology, the sun represents one's core self, soul, and ego, associated with issues of identity, physical vitality, development of will. Uh, It is considered the most important planet in your birth chart as it symbolizes the individual's personality and character. The placement of the sun in the zodiac at the time of one's birth determines their sun sign, which is the most well-known aspect of astrology. Uh... The most commonly known aspect of astrology. The sun's position in the chart also influences one's life purpose, creativity, self-expression, and leadership qualities. The sun also corresponds to the fifth house and the zodiacal sign of Leo. The fifth house is in charge of pleasure, love, amusement, each and every one of those heavenly little moments, objects, and events that makes one's world full of happiness. It rules uh, creativity, self-expression, recreation, relationships, and offspring. 
It's also known as the house of pleasure because the fifth house revolves around both sensual desire and pure childlike fun. The sign of Leo is characterized by being confident, comfortable being the center of attention, drama-adoring, ambitious, loyal, fiercely protective of their nearest and dearest, generous, luxury-loving, sunny, and big-hearted. So the sun's movement through the zodiac is also significant in astrology as it creates the seasons and affects the energy and themes of different times of the year. The summer solstice, for example, occurs when the sun is at its highest point in the sky and is associated with vitality, energy, and abundance. The winter solstice, on the other hand, is the shortest day of the year and marks the sun's lowest point in the sky, symbolizing introspection, reflection, and renewal. So the sun represents an individual's sense of self and purpose, as well as the cyclical nature of life and the changing seasons. In modern witchcraft, you may notice a whole lot of emphasis placed on the moon. The moon's placements and its influence on magical workings, I know I discuss it at length, but some newer practitioners might be surprised to learn that the sun is just as potent in lending its natural energy and magic to intentions and spell work based on its position in the sky as well as the time of day. We borrow magic from the sun much more often than we may even notice. For example, anytime we stir something or move through our ritual space clockwise or sunwise, Doacil. We are borrowing its incredible energy of attracting, growing, or expanding. And when we employ counterclockwise or Wittershins motions, we bring in the energy of decrease or banishing. So, like the moon, the sun waxes and wanes from our perspective based on the time of year as well as the time of day. So there are some types of energies that we can borrow from the sun throughout the day based on what time of day it is. For example, dawn or sunrise. Uh, this is basically when the sun wakes up and peers over the horizon. Because this phase lends itself to anything connecting to fresh starts, new beginnings, or change, use it for all efforts where newness is the key to your working. For example, in the case of love, relationships, uh, perspectives, job or career, and even life decisions. This phase can also be very cleansing, and any working involving rejuvenation, reclamation, or the recovery of health or physical energy are all advantageous at this time. Uh, this newly rising sun can also lend mending and healing energies to broken hearts. In the morning, this is when the sun is growing in strength, so it lends the powers and energies for growth and expansion, positive energy, resolutions, courage, harmony, happiness, strength, activity, building projects and plans, prosperity, and expansion of ideas. It's a great time for building upon the positive aspects of our lives that are already present and facing situations and issues where courage is needed. It's also ideal for bringing comfort, warmth, and harmony into the home, as well as increasing romance and money flow. Then we have high noon. When the sun reaches its peak at the sky at midday, uh, magically speaking, it is very similar to the full moon in that it is an ideal time for magic involving health and physical energy, especially vigor, strength, and personal energy. Uh, it's great for illumination, wisdom, and knowledge love, finance, justice, and protection. It's also a good time to use this incredibly powerful energy to charge your crystals and ritual tools if you want to do so under the sun. 
In the afternoon, this is a good phase to handle projects that need clarity and resolution, but require a strategic approach with a soft touch. Professionalism, business matters, communications, and all interactions with other people fall into this category. Rituals concerning new ideas, adventures, and travel are successful during this time also, and as are those uh, which involve wisdom, tenacity, and the skills to cut through deceit. Okay, and finally, we are at sunset or dusk. As the sun takes itself down below the horizon, Work magic for removing and decreasing, removing depression, stress, and confusion, letting go, releasing, or finding out the truth of a situation are all good to focus on. Because the energy of this sun phase is similar to that of the waning moon, it creates an optimal time for simplifying or tying up loose ends, dealing with bad habits and workings to help reduce stress and confusion, and letting go or releasing energies and situations that do not serve us. Efforts designed to uncover deception and find the hidden truth work well during this phase, as well as divination or building up psychic abilities. These phases occurring every single day can be much more helpful in planning spell work when the perfect moon phase is just too far away to wait. And although magic that's needed should be worked when needed, allowing the energy of the sun to give, uh, to give it a good boost can never hurt. Okay. So let's move on to some sun correspondences, magical properties of our sun. So if you want to work with the overall magic of the sun, these are some intentions that can help lend its energy to success, empowerment, ambition, enlightenment, goals, generosity, spirituality, masculine energy, health, vitality, the gods, joy, freedom, leadership, matters of the heart creativity, friendship, growth, personal fulfillment, self-confidence, wealth, individuality, pride, energy, and power. When it comes to solar deities, there are many more throughout the world in history than I could name here, but to name a few names that are associated with the sun are Anya, Amaterasu, Amun, Apollo, Aurora, Bast or Bastet, Belenus, Deisbog, Hathor, Helios, Horus, Lu, Mithra, Ra, Sekhmet, Sol, and Surya. In modern angelology, Uriel is identified variously as a seraph, cherub, regent of the sun, flame of God, angel of the divine presence, presider over Tartarus, uh, the archangel of salvation, and in later scriptures identified with Fenuel, God has turned. Animal associations include the rooster, the cattle or bull, deer, goat, lion, bees, and butterflies. Mythical creatures associated with the sun include the dragon, the phoenix, the griffin, the sphinx, and the unicorn. Tarot cards are strength and the sun, and the zodiac sign is Leo. Now, trees and plants closely associated with the sun. There are many, many. And I encourage you to create your own personal list of correspondences. Uh, but here are just a few from a massive collection. So to start with trees, acacia, ash, birch, cedar, chestnut, hazel, juniper, laurel, linden, oak, palm, rowan, walnut, and witch hazel, herbs, garden plants, and miscellaneous plants, angelica, broom, carnation, cinnamon, 
chamomile, chrysanthemum, daffodil, daisy, golden seal, bamboo, eyebright, clove, frankincense, galangal, ginseng, grain, lotus, mistletoe, saffron, heliotrope, lovage, marigold, peony, rosemary, St. John's wort, and sunflower. Did I go through minerals and gemstones? I don't think I did. So quickly, amber, ametrine, beryl, orange calcite, carnelian, citrine, diamond, Herkimer diamonds, peridot, quartz, ruby, sunstone, tiger's eye, topaz, tourmaline, and zircon. So now for Sunday. Now you'll find when I go through these that by the time I finish wrapping up the planetary or luminary magic and correspondences, it almost seems like I'm repeating myself with the day of the week. But, you know, these days as being ruled by these celestial bodies uh, are almost identical in their properties with slight differences that you'll see. So Sunday, which is ruled by the sun and as such is an ideal day for working on all magic that is associated with the energies of the sun listed just a moment ago, especially general well-being, happiness, prosperity, and protection. So between the Sunday scaries and a lot of the Christian religious associations with the day, Sunday isn't always a crowd favorite. Uh, Many of us use the day to prep for the week ahead, leaving it forever stuck in this like liminal space where we don't really spend so much time in the now, or we fill it with tasks that we didn't really feel like attending to in the first place, um, or we left we left from the rest of the week for Sunday. And it's interesting that we tend to lean in the opposite direction of a day that is very centered on the self. So if we can't practice any self-love or self-care on Friday, you might want to carve out some time for that on Sunday because it is ruled by the self-actualizing sun. Or you could try focusing on your goals as Sundays are ideal for personal achievements of any kind, such as working towards a promotion at your job, seeking fame and wealth, or being acknowledged for a job well done. This day is full of wonder and all sorts of magical potential for success, wealth, and fame. So some magical activities that are very appropriate for Sundays include candle magic of any kind, since Sundays are associated with the sun as well as fire, charging your crystals and altar tools under the full noon sun, purifying or cleansing the self under the energy of the sun, uh, watching the sunrise and calling on your deity or spirit allies for illumination and inspiration, wearing yellow or gold jewelry and or clothing to pull some color magic into your day, Arranging some sunflowers or various other golden yellow flowers in a vase and empowering them with fame and ambition. Gathering marigolds and scattering its petals around the home to encourage prosperity. You can bake up a batch of cinnamon rolls for the family uh, and enchant them for health and success. Uh, Snacking on solar fruits such as oranges and other citrus fruits and enjoying the magical boost that they can bring to your life. And it's also a really great day for divination, especially if you wish for illumination or to shine a light on a situation that is shrouded in mystery. And finally, it's great for creating amulets or talismans. So if you work with a solar deity, Sunday is an excellent day to make time for honoring them, especially deities such as Agni, Anya, Amaterasu, Apollo, Bastet, Helios, Kar, Lu, Ra, Sol, Sekhmet, 
Sol, Invictus, Soli, or Sunna. And then we have saints and spirits. And these may not be associated with the sun directly, but they are still associated with the energies of Sundays, making it a really good day to typically honor them. Um, these are Babalu Ai, Saint Brigid, Saint Florian, Saint Joseph, Saint Jude, Saint Lazarus, Melik Tau, the Peacock Angel, Obatala, Saint Rita, Sarasvati, Seraphim or Fire Angels, and Sifi Mamun, the King of the Jinn. Sunday's color associations include red, as well as all colors associated with solar energy like yellow, orange, and gold. Some botanicals to work with on Sundays or botanicals that are associated with Sunday energies include frankincense, cinnamon, cedarwood, chamomile, daisies, dandelions, heliotrope, citrus fruits, saffron, St. John's wort, sunflowers, and morning glories. And finally, some crystals and minerals associated with Sundays include amber, carnelian, diamond, clear quartz, sunstone, tiger's eye, and topaz, as well as pearls from the sea and gold in the metal category. Okay, so I have two activities to help you get more acquainted and comfortable with both the sun and Sunday energies and incorporating more sun magic into your practice. You can do either or both of these on a Sunday, especially one where the sun is shining. So the first is to make a sun altar, uh, and the second one is to create sun water. Okay, so for the altar, if you want to start working more closely with the energy of the sun or make a home for, say, a sun deity, you may want to try carving out a space to create a sun altar. Any altar you create for yourself should be highly personal, but you want to make sure the items you are adding to your altar have sun meaning and associations to help you focus your energy there. Some suggestions for including on your altar are a gold, yellow, or orange altar cloth, some items that display sun symbols like ornaments uh, or sun-shaped items, brightly colored flowers in various shades of yellow, orange, and red, crystals or minerals uh, especially associated with the sun, candles, can't ever have too many candles, oak leaves and fresh greenery, the sun or chariot tarot cards, or strength actually, the sun or strength tarot cards also, antlers or horns, and possibly an offering of honey or citrus fruit. All of these things uh, together would make an absolutely beautiful sun altar for you to help you have a place to go and really focus in on the sun energy. Okay, so as for the water, this is from themagicmakers.com. Solar witchcraft, make your own sun water. Similar to moon water, you can also create sun water to harness and work with its energies within your craft. Consider the sun's current sign when making your water. For example, if you make your sun water while the sun is in Leo, your sun water will be imbued with the energies of Leo. On one hand, Leo sun water offers leadership, respect, admiration, loyalty, protection, confidence, creativity, and passion. And on the other hand, you may get a little dose of stubborn and prideful energy. Ingredients for your sun water. So obviously you're going to need some water. You can use tap water, purified water, rain water, fresh water from a natural source nearby, whatever you prefer, as long as you are not harming any ecosystems while collecting your water. You'll need some sunshine. So a nice bright sunny day is ideal. Uh, a jar or bottle to keep your water in and a piece of paper and a pen. 
So fill your jar or bottle with your preferred type of water and place your jar outside or on a windowsill that gets plenty of good sunlight. Uh, A south-facing window gets the brightest all-around sunlight throughout the day, and an east-facing window is great for sunrise energy, where west-facing windows obviously are great for sunset energy. So for a little more focused intention, you can write your desire on a small piece of paper and fold it, depending upon, um, you know, if you're attracting or growing or expanding something, fold it towards yourself, and you're going to place it right underneath your jar of water to direct that sun energy. And you can also speak your intention over the water if that helps you really, really focus your intention. Uh, It's best for the water to be placed in the sun for at least an hour if possible. Uh, And then let the sun just imbue that water with its energy. Now back to the time of day Uh, for your sun water. Sunrise is really set on new beginnings, wealth, manifestation, abundance, and fertility. Noon and afternoon is great for charging, personal power, creativity, vitality, and courage. And sunset is great for clearing, elimination, banishing, and binding. So some sun water uses include you can add a drop to your spell workings to add a healthy amount of extra power for an extra boost. Sunday corresponds to the sun, so you can use your sun water for any workings on that day for a little extra oomph. Brewing on a Sunday gives you an extra double dose of that sun energy. Uh, You can use your sun water to charge candles when working with candle magic. You can pour a little bit of sun water in the dish that you use to hold your candle. Um, This is especially great with yellow and orange candles. Pour a little into your bath water for corresponding intentions. Um, You can use it to bless and charge crystals, charms, talismans, or spell jars. And you can even drink a little bit of your sun water to connect more with that energy of personal power. Sprinkle a little around the home to welcome in the energy of the sun, especially if you've been feeling a little bit like some powerful sun energy can chase out stagnant energy that's been building up in dark corners. Uh, It's especially great for something like that. And I've made this sun water before and made a few tweaks in order to turn it into a sun spray. Uh, So basically what I did was I created a sun spray by adding a couple things to my bowl of water. I placed a tiger's eye into the bowl of water and I sprinkled a small amount of St. John's wort. And then I I let it sit under the bright noon sun for a little while. And then I strained it and added a quarter cup of alcohol. Typically when I'm making a spray, I will use vodka. Um, it is, it can be acquired very cheaply. I'm talking about that cheap stuff that you won't dare drink and it lasts a long time and it really helps to preserve the ingredients that you've got in, you know, any sort of liquid that it's added to without really affecting the properties of say essential oils or plant materials. So I add a a quarter cup of vodka to that, uh, and that preserves everything that went into the water and pour it into a spray bottle and that's it. And I use the spray to bring positive sun energy into the home when I feel that it's needed. So I hope either of those tips are really, really useful in helping you further tap into the energy of the sun, get more acquainted with sun magic, uh, and just incorporate it into your practice. Yeah, that's all that I have for you today. Please be well and have an amazing weekend. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you listen. If you want some more content, please go to www.aisforagrimony.com where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, and soon to come, the coven shop. You can also follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between every word. Or like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash a is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reachmargo at a is for agrimony.com. And if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join me over on Patreon at patreon.com slash a is for agrimony, where I share early release, unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, and much more. You're also welcome to send me some snail mail, if you're that kind of person, to P.O. Box 397, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, zip code 08003. I'd love a good surprise. or not. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. Be well and have an amazing weekend. what I got. So let's do this. Ready? Hail and well, whoa. (laughs) Wow. Hail and welcome. Okay, let me try that again. Hail and welcome to A is for Agrimony, coffee stained notes on witchcraft. My name is